0: And to steal a joke which belongs to you, it's because he thinks it's Crystal Palace. Ho ho ho! Uh, yeah, seriously,
1: his spokesperson confirmed this afternoon that they are they are thinking about buying the club.
0: Like, I really like it when rappers do weird stuff. It's like, I think if you're going to be an international superstar rapper, then you should do and you know, like hip hop mogul, you should do weird things. And I think buying Crystal Palace, I'm sure that the name must have something to do with it. It does sound like a very bling club to buy, doesn't it?
1: Well, we'll see if he actually changes the name. If he does, apparently he's worth about 300
0: million and Crystal Palace is worth slightly less than one of his CDs. (laughs) Crystal Palace is worth as much as how much you pay to illegally download a P. Diddy track. I can safely say I've never illegally downloaded a P. Diddy track. No, me neither, actually, now that i come to think of it, although...
1: On to more important things.
0: uh, Wait a minute, are you telling me there are more important things than P. Diddy buying Crystal Palace? In the world of football, there are. In
1: the crossover world of football and gangster rap,
0: maybe not. Oh, it's just not enough crossover. Anyway, Ed, it's it's been a pretty good couple of weeks... Performance-wise, hasn't it? And another excellent performance against Fulham, I thought. Yeah,
1: it, it, it was. Um, it was one of those ones that you kind of knew going into the game that that Fulham were there for the taking. Obviously, they played on the Thursday night. against a tough game away at Juventus. Had been beaten pretty heavily, although I have to say, if you if you saw any of that game, they they put up a really good fight. You kind of felt that uh, United were always going to win this one. It was a question of uh, you know, when and not if, and, and that's kind of where it pa- panned out. Really, uh, you have to create a whole host of chances in the first half and a lot of the play went through Nani. A lot of the play was, of course, wasted when it went through Narni. But Berbatov missed a good chance. Rooney had a couple of shots. United could have gone into into the break
0: well ahead. And
1: as it turned out, a couple of um, late goals were what it required to to kind of put a more realistic score on the thing.
0: Yeah, 3-0 was much more accurate than 1-0. There were a couple of shaky moments when it was 1-0. But I thought Berbatov was fantastic and brilliant to see just an authentic 4-4-2 against weaker opposition at home. Yeah,
1: and, and uh, I mean, if he, if he can't play 4-4-2 in that game, when is he going to do it? I mean, I mean, uh, I, I guess United aren't wedded to any particular system, but it, you know, normally it is uh, Rooney up front on his own for, for most of the games these days, and that's fine. I mean, if you look at how uh, Barcelona played last night, they they played with one forward and, and two wide, that's great. Uh, I guess we then just have to think about the personnel, but hey, that's, that's, a, that's a debate we've had many times. Three points on the board against Fulham, it was absolutely necessary. Can't afford any slip-ups at this stage of the campaign. And that's what they
0: got. It was... Um, it was. United looked assured in a way that they have often not done this season. And I think the the kind of some semblance of a back five with van der Sar, Evra, Vidic and Ferdinand. And even Gary Neville, although I, he's clearly the weak link in that, in that line-up. I mean, not historically, but but now, just Ferdinand and Vidic give so much strength and solidity to the team, and fantastic them, fantastic to see them play two games together back to back. It is, and uh, of course the fear is that
1: you know one or both their injuries flare up again. And there was a time during the Fulham game that uh, Vidic limping around for a while, and. I think we were all you know, heart in mouth. Yeah, they came through it, and and hopefully that's the end of the injury problems. And you're right, it certainly gives the back four a much more solidity. Um, it, it was actually a shame. Uh, Gary Neville had a great game against Milan. I, I thought he was superb But uh, against Fulham. Uh, twice in the first half, he gave away balls. Um, the first time, uh, it led to Clem Dempsey's shot, which just uh just dipped over the bar. The second time, it was uh pretty much a hospital pass for Antonio Valencia, who ended up getting a yellow card as a result. And And, um, uh, you know, I I think, say, in the really big games, uh, I'm not sure I'd I'd trust, uh, say, United make a Champions League final, let's be optimistic here, and uh, say it's Barcelona, the competition. Uh, I think uh, Thierry Henry or Pedro or whoever they they, they play out in their left side of their front three would would have a field day. Um, Clearly, come the summer, some uh, rebuilding there in the right-back spot, but, you know, for, for now, Gary just about passes the test.
0: I think calling his performance against Milan excellent is probably overstating the case. Fantastic ball, obviously, for the goal. But I think defensively he looked vulnerable a couple of times. And if Milan had had a bit more mobility and more inclination to attack, they could have caused him some trouble. I think I just think he looks... He just looks off the pace, you know, which is very understandable. And But you have to think that... I, I, I kind of get the feeling that Gary Neville is, is one player where Ferguson must have something approximating sentiment towards in terms of his position in the squad
1: yeah I, i'm not sure if ferguson is uh sentimental about anything but maybe i mean look he's been he's been around at the club for a long time and ferguson certainly values experience um, yeah the, you know there, there's been some some uh talk that they'll offer him a new deal he said he won't talk about that until the end of the year I, I would hope that it's not on the same kind of money i'm sure that the uh the bean counters uh not that it matters you know to us fans but you know the bean uh bean counters will probably say that too it'll be a one-year deal if he gets anything and he'll be a bit part player i mean if rafael uh, keeps himself fit he's got to be given an opportunity or they have to decide that he's not the long-term option and and bring in another right back
0: you saw him in Piccadilly Gardens? Yeah,
1: the centre of Manchester, yeah. Well, I, I don't actually know which one it was. It was, funny. It, was
0: it was Raphael, because Fabio played. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, unless they swapped shirts.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I suppose it was like an hour after the game, but yeah, it would have been a hot-footing it into town. But it was it was quite funny. I, I saw him. Uh, he had a double take. He had a grin on his face. I pointed to my green and gold scarf, and uh, he stuck his hoodie over his head and walked <laughs> off. <laughs> Uh,
0: <laughs> you wanted a thumbs up, which he then could have
1: reported to the masses. That's right, I, I, uh, I really should have got the camera out and uh, stuck it around his...
0: Uh, I mean, you know, the colours of Brazil, he's uh, being patriotic. <laughs> uh, talking of that, there, there was some sad news with a steward being sacked, was it? Uh, not a steward, a kiosk worker was fired.
1: Yeah, having said that, yeah, sad, uh, not unsurprising, bit of stupidity on this guy's behalf, I mean... Um, if you uh, if there's a uniform and your uh, employer tells you that you've got to wear it and you can't wear something else uh, and you refuse to do it, chances are you're going to be sacked in any profession. And yeah, uh, that's to, true. to wear, you know, something that basically says, "I, I want my employer out," um, is probably asking for trouble. Uh, it'd be good on the guy. Um, you know, uh, he's a student; he'll get a job in a bar somewhere, I'm sure. Uh, flipping burgers wasn't uh, his uh, long-term career
0: option. No, absolutely. Um, the, the campaign... I mean, w- w- would you say that anything... We, it's not really on our agenda for today, but has there been anything significant since we last spoke that people should be aware of?
1: A couple of stories over the last couple of days. One one the times said that the uh, Glazer family is considering uh, another round of refinancing. This would be to bring in another couple of hundred million through another bond issue uh, in order to pay down these uh, payment-in-kind loans. Now, they, the, the Glazer family have shown no inclination to pay them down to date. The bond issue obviously gives them the flexibility to do so. They can take um, 70 million of, you know, what, was it the 117 million cash that United has in its bank account straight away and there, there's flexibility to take uh, you know 79% of all revenues ongoing so so clearly they were working away to pay down these picks and another bond issue would basically remove all their um their exposure and put it all on the club and so there would be you know the full 700 million in the club's name and not in their name um so and that would actually strengthen their position so that was one story. The other story, and this one's inevitable, this was in The Guardian today, uh, saying that um, the Glazers are considering a price rise. They have to ri- raise prices. I'm sure they'll try and do it in a way that um, you know, doesn't sound too bad, because everyone will be looking at it. I mean, last year they uh, put a pound on every ticket uh, for standard and increased some of the executive areas more. Um, the problem is there have been games this season which haven't sold out. Yeah, you know, empty seats, I and mean, we haven't seen that in a, you know two decades. And only sixty-six percent of of executive areas were sold out, I believe. So uh, they're under some pressure to not raise ticket prices, but they're under even more pressure to raise them.
0: We don't need to go into this again, but at some point there's going to be a full-scale revolt amongst the fans, which is going to cause unless unless a relatively early solution is found in terms of another person buying the club at some point there's going to be significant decisions to be made by supporters
1: Uh, absolutely and um, I mean this is the point that's been made by Keith Harris a couple of times now that you know it may well come down to it uh, supporters having to boycott Uh, There was a good piece on Dirty Tackle today. I I don't know whether you read this blog. Uh, Now a Yahoo blog was independent. Uh, Apparently the Glazers uh, are going to enact another set of rules to uh, to annoy the United fans uh, even more, including that all food sold at Old Trafford being made out of puppy meat. Uh, (laughs) Instead of scanning tickets on entry, fans will be tasered until they lose control of their bowels. We will be torturing Wayne Rooney until he leaves for Real Madrid, among
0: other things. So, yeah. God, that Rooney to Madrid thing—it it kind of—it got a little bit of traction this week in a way that seems ridiculous to me, because it just in—you know—Ronaldo to Madrid always seemed like a completely natural fit and a kind of inevitability, but Rooney to Madrid seems like—I don't know—say they offer a hundred million for him, which there's no guarantee they would. Obviously, the bid will be accepted, and then it will be down to him, and they'll be throwing all the money in the world at him. But I I just think it's such a bad fit. I think he's so much better off staying with us yeah of course Real Madrid do
1: it the other way around they they uh, agree with the player before making a bid because it's all yes. about saving face so there will be no bid because uh, Arrini has no interest in leaving uh, the, the, the politics of Real Madrid are quite interesting at the moment though uh, there's this uh, kind of uh, feud between uh, Jorge Valdano uh, the sporting director and uh, Florentino Perez the El Presidente uh, of course it's it's uh, Perez's project at the moment you know this uh, spending huge amounts of money on new players he, he brought in all the players last season Uh, Valdano was uh, the man who effectively appointed Pellegrini Perez didn't want him he was about fifth choice yeah P- Pellegrino will be fired and uh, they'll bring another man in Perez has consistently said not Mourinho although uh, Valdano is believed to uh, be interested in Mourinho um, and, and uh, there's a big argument surrounding Gonzalo Higuain um, the Argentinian who scored uh, I think uh, 19 goals in 20 uh, La Liga games this season know, uh, yeah, brilliant brilliant striker uh, uh, finally recognised by uh, Diego Maradona towards the end of uh, the World Cup qualification uh, campaign um, but he's not Perez's man Um no. Uh, Karim Benzema is, so uh, uh, Higuain will leave. Hence, uh, they've hawked him around, and Manchester City are interested.
0: And yeah, some some really interesting politics at that club. It is very interesting, and obviously, it's a huge disaster for them, crashing out of the Champions League like that.
1: Uh, yeah, and um, brings us neatly onto the Champions League draw tomorrow, of course. A massive disaster, uh, but not unsurprising, given that's what happened uh, in the last five seasons. Um,
0: but, uh, but, but it's, I mean, sure, but it that's not quite comparing like with like, because the Galactica, it's been a long time since the Galacticos project was in full force, and you sign Ronaldo and Kaka, you think that's going to make a difference, not to mention Benzema? You would hope so,
1: right, uh, €260 million Euros worth of spending last summer um, Yeah, including and...
0: including the most destructive player in world football So it's not just completely frivolous spending, you know, it's, it was effective targeted spending So, I mean, it really is, I, I think it, it's an absolutely massive shock result that I, I think it's almost been underplayed what a shocking result that is
1: yeah, although uh, credit ought to go to Lyon. They're, I mean, they're not a great side this season, but um, they, they did an effective job, for sure. Uh, but th- that's, uh, that's where a lot of the criticism came, of course, of Higuain, that um, he's a, he's not a team player, he's selfish, and what is it with all these, you know, it all being about goals, it, it should be something else, and uh, Benzema is apparently favoured by the, the other players. Uh, Higuain answered this by scoring a hat trick against Valadoid <laughs> at the weekend, you know, which is a good answer, right? Absolutely,
0: um, and also you can say, "You think I'm selfish? Look at this guy pointing at Cristiano." Ah, uh, yeah, well, uh, Cristiano. Um, uh, it's free kicks for him
1: are now like taking penalties, you know, thirty-five yards out, and he banged it in the top corner again. <laughs> yeah, um, incredible, incredible.
0: Yeah. Um, As you say, it does bring us on to the Champions League draw, and uh, I don't want to put you on the spot here, Ed, because I'm pretty sure I tried to do this earlier and couldn't, but who are the eight teams left in the
1: draw? Arsenal, United from England, uh, Bordeaux and uh, Olympic Lyonnais from France, Inter Milan from Italy, Barcelona from Spain, Bayern Munich, and uh, one other we've all forgotten, CSKA Moscow. There you go. There you Um, go. The, the, there's a lot of beatable teams left
0: in this draw, aren't
1: there? There are. It's um, it's uh, in terms of the nationality, it's more spread um, than uh, for eleven years, right? So six countries represented, um, which I, I'm sure Michel Platini will be very happy with. Um, yeah. And but I also I I I suspect it's not that strong this year. I mean, clearly we'd like to not have Barcelona. Uh, the yes, rest absolutely. The rest of them. You'd be confident with United winning, and this is not the greatest United side ever. No, it's
0: it's it's there's a lot there's a lot of good draws. I think I think Bayern Munich would be a pretty unpleasant draw at this stage. I think Bayern Munich are a decent side, and they they could cause us. I mean, obviously, all and or every one of those teams could cause United problems. Yeah, but um, you
1: know what? They they only beat Fiorentina from with some outrageous refereeing decisions. <laughs> I've got to say they were so unlucky, Fiorentina, and and. Uh, you know obviously a couple of cracking goals as well um i i, I don't know i'm not i'm not sure uh, i'm not sure they're good enough to win the european cup but uh, yeah sure that would that would be a tough side i you know i don't think anyone complained if we got cska k I a mean, we played them twice already um probably don't want arsenal at this stage uh, but having having Why seen not? how well i know but it's such an intense game you know Already in the quarterfinals. I mean, um, I I guess we have to look at who we're playing as well around those games. Uh, Yeah. We've got the Chelsea game um, in between. You know, I I guess we'd like Lyon or CSKA, uh, you know, either of those are are going to win this year, so who
0: knows? And I think out of the two French teams, I would certainly rather be drawn against Lyon for sure.
1: Bordeaux look pretty good, don't they? Um they they um, won they won at a canter last night and uh, obviously Marouane Schemac is there. He's uh plenty of interest from um English clubs looks like he'll probably head to Arsenal in the summer. And they're um, unless I'm much mistaken,
0: managed by United old boy Laurent Blanc.
1: They are and uh, he's I guess one of the... Uh, you know Half a dozen managers that could credibly uh, lay claim to being Alex Ferguson's successor when the great man finally leaves. Um, he's done really well. I mean, he obviously broke the stranglehold that Lyon had on uh, on the French championship,
0: and uh, Bordeaux looked quite a neat side. How would you feel about um, Inter in the next round? Because I th- I think I I think I would almost rather avoid them than avoid the Arsenal.
1: Yeah, I, Gabriel Marcotti did uh, his sort of round-up of the eight, and uh, he, he kind of ranked them alongside United as a, you know, a, a four-out-of-five side. I, I don't know. I don't think Inter are a great side. I mean, I watched them twice against Barcelona, and they're taken to pieces. Um, And they only just got out of that group, uh, really. Scra- it was a really late goal, wasn't it? Yeah. Through. Uh, and obviously, you know, they matched up really well with Chelsea, both negative, nasty sides with a bunch of spiteful, ageing players. Right, <laughs> um, you know, to, to put my uh, put my non partisan hat on for a moment there. Um, I, I I don't know. I look I look at the side um, and I think they're better now. They've got Eto rather than uh, Ibrahimovic. I, I just I've never rated Ibrahimovic, and he never really has been rated in this country anyway, has he? But um, they're just a bit quicker. But essentially. They're the same side as we beat last year, really comfortably. I mean, Wesley Snyder, everything goes through him. But I'd still fancy uh, Darren Fletcher to do a job on him. So, you know, I, I, I don't think
0: they're good enough to beat us. It was a very, to talk about Chelsea for a second, much as we don't really like to do that, it was a really interesting game, actually. And I, did you watch it? Yeah, yeah. Did you did you see the post-match stuff with uh, Graham Souness through absolutely gritted teeth talking about Mourinho? As Richard Keys kept trying to get him to admit that Mourinho had something to do with the uh, the fact that Inter won, but but to me, like if the, if the managers had been reversed, Chelsea would have beaten Inter. It was pretty much as simple as that. It felt like Mourinho just had Chelsea's number and set up the team really perfectly to play against Chelsea.
1: Yeah, but it's in the details, isn't it? I mean, yes, he did. I mean, they went like for like in, in terms of the tactics. Um, and, and Chelsea clearly they're missing SCN in the middle there. And, uh, you know, they've got massive liability at the back in John Terry, who, uh, uh, you know, uh, of course, uh, what was it, sort of 15, 20 minutes in, Inter could have scored. Uh, Eto headed into the ground and. It was just a simple chipped ball, and uh, yeah. John Terry jumped under it. I, I just think he's a huge liability. But, but you know, Chelsea had their chances too, and it, it could go either way. I, I suppose if uh, Drogba didn't have his reputation, he could have got a penalty for one of several uh, incidents
0: uh, at corners and set pieces. But, hey, you know, it doesn't that happen all the time? Viva John Terry, that's what I say. Viva John Terry. Um... But yeah, I think the draw is weaker without Chelsea in it. I think I I'd, I'd, I was kind of supporting Inter not just because, you know, it's nice to see Chelsea get knocked out. Because um, in a way, we kind of we want them to have the fixture congestion, don't we? But on the other hand, I do think them getting knocked out is advantageous to United's chances of winning the Champions League.
1: Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, they they were clearly one of the stronger sides in the draw. Uh, I think it's good from our point of view. They're out. I don't think it matters about the fixture congestion this this time of the season. Players just have to have to run through the wall, don't they? And and uh, you know their confidence will take a battering from that.
0: Yeah, and it, but I mean you know they're they're. they're... In some ways, they're quite a strong-willed bunch of players, aren't they? So they could definitely you could definitely have the reverse effect from that, which we want, and kind of galvanise them to a title-winning charge. But here's, here's hoping that that doesn't happen. Uh, talking of a title-winning charge, uh, I guess a lot about how the season shakes out is going to be influenced by what happens this weekend. We're really getting into the business end of things now, and a uh, huge game against the old enemy. It's squeaky
1: bum time, isn't it? And uh, <laughs> and and it doesn't come any bigger than this. Yeah, Liverpool at Old Trafford. Uh, of course, they won four um, one. United's home last season beat us earlier this year Revenge and the the pain of that memory Has got to be fresh in the players' minds And I really expect United to win this game I I think Liverpool are a mess at the moment Uh, Put aside that performance against Portsmouth If there's any club that's more of a mess than Liverpool It's Portsmouth I know the Scousers will be uh, delighted about that But um, uh, that doesn't mean anything I think their match against Wigan the previous Monday uh, night Is more like them um, like they're playing tonight, of course, against Lille, and uh, I fully expect Lille to give them a real tough game. I hope they do. Love it to go to extra time and for them to lose in the last minute or something like that. You know, come to Old Tra- Trafford downhearted, hearted, and uh, and knackered. Um, but but of course, of course, uh, best bit, Albert Riera, what a legend uh, on Marker Radio. Uh, Rafa Benitez doesn't talk to his players expects to solve problems by being their boss and uh, not communicating... He can't even communicate in Spanish. They they don't play good football, haven't for two years. Effective, yes, but not nice. Um, And he likened it to a sinking ship with the captain unable to do anything about it. Nice.
0: Viva Riera! Viva Riera! I think we should have a bit of that on Sunday. Yeah, I think it's a big game and... I felt pretty confident ahead of last year's uh when last year when they came to uh visit and we were the better side but they won 4-1 or at least that's that's what Sir Alex said. Yeah.
1: Um, hopefully Nemanja Vidic can manage to stay on the pitch for this one.
0: Yeah, that that would be helpful. Um tactically obviously we're going to see the 4-5-1 aren't we um with guess he's going to play Nani. Is Giggs back? Giggs will be back, won't he? Yeah, because. he'll
1: have to play a lightweight cast. I mean, I guess it's that um, uh, Giggs can play in a, one, a couple of positions. I mean, he could play wide left. Play. I mean, they were, you're right. They'll they'll play with uh, three central midfielders, and uh, Carrick and Fletcher will be two of them. The question is, uh, is it Scholes or is it Giggs for that third midfield spot? Um, yeah. And on the left-hand side, is it Nani or is it Giggs? Um, yeah and uh, my my worry about playing gigs uh, a month out and you know obviously 35 now uh, sticking him on the left wing um with one striker is it asking uh, you know to hand the initiative to liverpool uh, who knows i mean not not as if that uh, liverpool come out and attack at old Trafford but yeah i i fully expect united to dominate that central midfield area they will play 3 uh, whoever the, the makeup is uh, yeah, Fletcher will dominate stephen gerrard as he always does and uh, and that that's where the game will be won or lost. And um, Liverpool will play from back to front very quickly, which is what they've done in the past. And they'll they'll seek to isolate uh, Torres versus Vidic, which is what they've done successfully twice in a row now. Mm. Um, and United have to be guarded. Now it's just good that uh, Vidic and Ferdinand have had two games together. Clearly, Ferdinand was not fit for that game at Anfield earlier this season, um, and uh, they're both fit uh there'll be a much more solid back for uh, i expect united to win
0: well I, I i'm i'm with you there um i always expect united to win uh i'm not totally 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 confident because i'm i'm not as confident as the form book should should have me be because united have been kind of unpredictable this season but it does feel like the pieces are slotting to, into place at just the right time and the way the game goes on Sunday, I think, will show whether that really is what's happening. Because I think a comfortable win for United would send a huge message.
1: Uh, it it would, yes. Uh, and uh, it's it's going to be a really tight finish. There are they're,
0: they're it's... away
1: they're away at Blackburn. There you go. Well, Blackburn um, yeah, scrapping for points, of course. They're not in the 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 deep doo doo, are they? But um, yeah, you'd expect a Chelsea win there, and Arsenal, of course, have a much easier run in. Um, and so we've all got to be. Army Ferguson said this week that he expects Arsenal to be right up there, challenging, and I think that's right. They don't they don't play any of anyone anyone of any consequence at all, except for Manchester City and Spurs.
0: Arsenal can go uh, top of the league. If they win on Saturday night, albeit just until United play on Sunday afternoon, and then Chelsea play after that, do you think? Do you think it's realistic Arsenal's title challenge? I do I do. Um,
1: I think uh, I think United uh, have to bank five of the eight coming. Yeah. Um, and then they've got uh, the fixture with Liverpool this weekend They've got a home match against Chelsea on April the 21st And they've got that away match at Manchester City Those are the ones that are really good That's going to win or lose United the title Three defeats in those games, we're screwed Arsenal, um, I guess that match uh, They play City at home And they go two spurs, I believe um, And, yeah. you know, they're both winnable games but, but having said that, Hull pushed them all the way um, last weekend, uh, you know, I I, uh, I caught the uh, end of that game, and I thought, oh, we're pretty unlucky.
0: They're playing uh, Birmingham City away as well, the Arsenal, which is probably a fairly tricky game this season.
1: Well, yeah, hopefully they'll get in a couple of leg leg crunching tackles. Birmingham <laughs> it normally does the job on the Gunners, doesn't it?
0: Um, I have to say, if we'd been having the conversation at Christmas and outlining the state of play. The, the number of points amongst the top three and uh, the draw left in the Champions League and us having won the Carling Cup would have bitten your hand off uh, if, you'd, if you'd offered us this situation at this stage in the season. Yeah, at one point it looked like uh, the, the train had
1: come off the rails fully, didn't it? Uh, yeah. all, all those injuries, what, what was it, five league defeats before Christmas? Um, it just it wasn't good at one stage and... They've managed to pull it back together. There was that really good run, a couple of you know blips in between. It's been a very inconsistent season from everyone that's challenging, um, and that's why we're still in it, of course.
0: Absolutely, as we said it would be at the beginning of the season. Uh, that, that was our analysis of the state of play, wasn't it? There'd be a lot of points dropped. I, I think I did it in my match, um,
1: my pre-season preview on Rant, so it's, a, it's on the public record that I thought it would be the lowest winning total for the premiership in some time. Uh I think that's gonna that's
0: gonna turn out to be the case so um I guess this time next week things will be that little bit clearer. Catch you on Thursday.